So a question I get quite a lot is, are there better foods than others when it comes to fat loss? And I believe the most accurate answer I can give you today is yes and no. I feel fundamentally, if we're looking at the most optimal thing from a fat loss perspective, it is a calorie deficit. So whatever foods you are going to consume, at the end of the day, you're gonna be in an energy deficit and you can't escape that. But I think it's a little bit too easy to just say, it's an energy deficit, just eat what you want. I think there's a few other factors to consider, which are what I want to go into today. So the first aspect to consider, and this is more on a physiological level, is the thermic effects of food. And if you've not heard of this before, it's essentially the amount of energy slash calories your body uses to break down the food that you consume. And I'm gonna quickly read through part of an article from Precision Nutrition that goes through this in a bit more depth. So on average, a person uses about 10% of their daily energy expenditure digesting and absorbing food. Protein takes most energy to digest, 20 to 30% of total calories in protein eaten go to digesting it. Next is carbohydrates, which is 5 to 10%, and then fats at 0 to 3%. So if predominantly your diet is made up of protein and your body then takes 20 to 30% of the total calories to expend that, so for example, if we're eating 100 calories of protein, let's say, 30 of those calories are going to be gone to by just breaking down and absorbing the nutrient and the food. So for example, if I eat 100 calories worth of protein, then 20 to 30 of those calories are going to be expended through the absorption and the breaking down of that food. However, if I do 100 calories worth of fats, for example, then only zero to three calories are going to be taken away, which is not nearly as much. And that's why, well, one of the many reasons why we favor a higher protein diet. So this has to be considered, and it's not just about the macronutrients either. It's also about how processed and broken down these foods already are when they come to us. I think I went through a study a while ago when they did the difference between like a sandwich with whole wheat breads, uh, like whole peanut butter, maybe they had some nuts on the side or something like that, versus like a super highly processed sandwich and then tested the amount of energy required in order to break those two down. And naturally the food that was more whole food based versus the highly processed foods took much more energy to then break down. So if our daily diets are made up of whole foods predominantly versus minimally processed foods, you can trust that we're gonna be burning more calories, absorbing and breaking down that food versus a highly processed diet, for example. So if we have high protein and plenty of whole foods, that is going to have an impact. But a lot of people will say, well, essentially, Elliot, if you do end up in that place, you still just have to create a calorie deficit. And yes, that's absolutely true. But that might require you to go even lower with your calories because you don't get the same level of thermic effect of food. But that is one massive consideration. So the second consideration comes with a question. Which food makes you feel sluggish, lethargic, and slow? Think about it for a moment. It might have sprung straight to your mind. Just think about it, think about it, think about it. You've got your food now. Many of us, that might be pizza, that might be pasta, that might be bread, and I'm not demonizing carbs here, but it just tends to be the case sometimes. I'm sure we all have that food. So realistically, all the foods I just mentioned, among probably the one that makes you feel slow, sluggish, and lethargic, you might be able to fit into your macronutrients. But realistically, how's that gonna make you feel if you eat that in the middle of the day and you're planning an evening workout? How's that gonna make you feel at the end of the day and then you go to bed feeling bloated and terrible and you wake up feeling groggy in the morning? What's the knock-on effect of that going to be? So it might not be that these foods are bad for fat loss per se, but the knock-on effects of these foods may have an impact on your fat loss pursuit. If you've just eaten a pizza for lunch, how likely are you going to be to go and attack your workout later on? The only reason you might is because you might think, okay, I wanna expend some of the calories that I consume 
room rather than actually feeling the energy from that pizza per se. And how are you gonna feel when you wake up in the morning after a terrible night of sleep because you went to bed bloated and with digestive discomfort. As you go into your morning workout, you're probably going to feel a little bit dehydrated. You're going to feel slow. You're going to feel tired. So as I mentioned, it might not be that these foods are bad for fat loss per se, but the effects that they have are going to be bad for fat loss because ultimately they're going to impact your performance. They're going to impact your energy. However, compared to when you eat, I don't know what meal suits you best, but let's say some salmon and vegetables and some tofu and rice, for example, as long as you digest that well, and that sets you up for success. You're able to digest that food and sleep soundly. You're able to have that for lunch and then go attack your workout later. So there's a big difference between how foods genuinely make us feel on both a psychological and physiological level that may impact your performance and your energy levels later in the day. And the third aspect to consider is something I mentioned in a previous episode. I said that preserving muscle is a massive, massive priority when it comes to fat loss. And therefore, what is the best macronutrient when it comes to trying to preserve our muscle? That is, of course, going to be protein. And therefore, when it comes to creating the ultimate fat loss diet, if our diets are all comprised of carbs and fats and we don't have enough protein in our diet to repair and recover our muscles, then we're not going to have that great of a time when it comes to fat loss, or we're going to have a less optimal time. And therefore, it might suggest that higher protein foods are going to be more optimal for fat loss. So not inherently saying that tuna, salmon, chicken, egg whites, and tofu are great fat loss foods. However, if they contribute to your total daily protein, that allows you to hit the amount of protein you need to consume on a day-to-day basis to have optimal recovery and therefore optimal fat loss, then technically it might be that higher protein foods can be better for fat loss. So as you can see, it's not as black and white as it might have first seemed. Some foods are going to create a more optimal environment for fat loss and muscle retention, and these things should absolutely be considered. And my recommendation overall is going to be to stick to high quality, minimally processed, single ingredient food primarily throughout the majority of your meals, let's say. Lean protein sources, fruits and veg, adequate amount of carbs and fats per meal that suits your macronutrients for the day. But the key is to make sure that no food is off limits because realistically, it's just going to create that big red button syndrome when you can't do something, you can't eat something, for example, it's going to be even more tempting for you. You want to be strategic, you want to be intelligent about how you factor these foods in. But when it comes to having the foods that are slightly more calorie dense and suboptimal when it comes to fitting into your daily macros, you want to be intelligent about the way you put those in but they are by no means off limits. So I hope that helps you choose the right foods for you when it comes to your fat loss pursuits. Have a great week ahead team. Take care and I'll speak to you all very, very soon. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.